Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So here's what's going on. I love, I love what we do, and I love technology. Now, I don't think, I do not think that I would have ever, ever said that. But then again, I don't think that I would have ever said that I love what I do and love being able to connect people and that in order for me to do that, I actually have to sell something. Oh, no, not that, not selling. How could anybody do that? Well, guess what? What I've learned and what my very special guest, Sharon Parker, has learned is that selling and being able to live with soul is all about how we go about this. And this is really the coolest thing. Today, I get to chat with her. 10 Tips for Selling and Living with Soul with soul author Sharon Parker. Her book, Selling with Soul. Let me just tell you this. This is... This anyone that reads this book is going to be like like when I read the book, you're going to be shaking. You're going to be nodding every chapter. Right. It's almost like you, you might have like some hip hop music on the background. That's how up and down your head's going to be going. Right. You know, you go, you go in, you're nodding every chapter. You're like, oh, that's me. Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, no, there I am again. Why? Because she's taken the shame out of a profession that for so many people was about shame. And so, you know, what is it about the television series Mad Men, about the advertising industry that everybody is looking at? Now, this is an interesting conversation, but I want to introduce you to my guest today because she has got this figured out. Not only what it means to sell with soul, but how to achieve career success without sacrificing personal or spiritual growth. And that's something many of us have learned the hard way. So today we get to chat with this incredible author, this you know phenomenal woman who has stepped out and said, we can be in society, we can earn great incomes, and we can do it with integrity and keeping our soul intact. She has been selected as the 2012 <clears throat> Woman of the Year by the National Association of Professional Women. And more than that, she gets this. She gets what this means for all of us that are out there uh, making a living whether you think you're doing external sales, whether you think you're selling in your HR job or not, we at some level of our lives, when we enter the field, any career you're in, there is a lot of selling going on and you don't even know it. Sharon, welcome to the show. It is so great to have you here. Oh, thanks, Pat. It's, it's great to be here. And I have to say, I laughed out loud when I heard you talk about the nodding of the head. It's almost <laughs> like I can hear the soundtrack in my mind. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's kind of like you get a book like this. Uh, for any of us that, that do sales, and I yeah. actually have a sales team, um, we read this book and we think, 
okay, how do we how do we step into this world and then sleep at night? Let's start with a conversation about what is sales because I learned something a long time ago, and that is that we naturally sell. And we yeah. don't even know it. Every time we get our teenager or we get our child, you know, to eat something healthy, we're selling. We're selling. That's right. And sometimes with, you know, trying to get our kids or our spouse to do something, we don't sell successfully, but we are nonetheless selling all the time. So it's really about, you know, I think defining selling for me is finding the people who can benefit from what I have to offer and making that match. If I truly understand my customer and what they want, what their goal is, you know, then I know whether I can help or not. That's selling the soul to me. Well, this is really part of what uh, what this conversation today is about. You know, my I had a mentor, and he said, you know what, you, do you think you can sell to somebody that doesn't want to buy? And I said, you know, that's a really interesting question. And he was he was just talking in general, you know, mm-hmm. whether right. it's selling. Yeah, he said, do you think you can sell to some someone that doesn't want to buy? And I said, yeah, I think you can. I said, but I think how we go about it and what we do to understand what the needs of the other person are it is definitely where, uh, you know, where I've learned some things. And I've stepped in so many potholes on this. Uh, how did you... How did you get to say yes to uh, a sales job? Well, you know, when I first was told by a counselor, career counselor, that uh, I should try sales um, and that I would be really good at that, I thought, oh, my God, this guy thinks I'm sleazy. You know, <laughs> what have I done wrong in this interview? <laughs> but and the first couple of years in sales really were uh, really were tough because, you know, people were telling me to do things like always be closing, ABC, always be closing, you know, um, that it just made no sense to me. And I think a lot of us are good uh, communicators intuitively if we're actually listening to someone and trying to understand what they're saying <clears throat> and where they want to go. We're pretty effective at assessing whether we can help them or not, but when we're using scripts and formulas and we're trying to act the way somebody else thinks salespeople should act, um, that shield, that whole negative stereotype about salespeople and what they do stands right in the way. It blocks us from having any meaningful connection with the people we're talking to. Yeah. I mean, I read in your book somewhere that in your initial training uh, for a sales technique, you sat through something like 24 videotape uh, programs. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. And, you know, a lot of people go through that or there's the the standard for a new salesperson, go out and make 100 cold calls. And I think the theory is that if you go out and get your nose bloodied a few times, you get tougher skin, you learn how to deal with rejection. But, you know, I don't want to get better at dealing with rejection. I want to get better at asking the questions that start a real conversation with somebody so that we can have some mutual uh, accomplishments together. We can actually achieve something together. Well, you know, we're, you know, we're here in this world, right? 
And yeah. the old model, they, honestly, don't you think, Sharon, a lot of the, and I'll just say it, a lot of the old models, period, in business are just not working anymore. And no, sales, this not. level of sales is not working. No, I agree. Those types, those approaches, you mentioned madmen. Yes. <clears throat> what a perfect example. I mean, that's, those are the techniques I was taught. You know, that's the way people were taught to sell. And, you know, thank God those things are, are beginning to fade away um, because, you know, we need, we need a world that works for everybody. We need a business world that works for everybody. And since selling is the lifeblood of business, you know, selling is the only job that creates jobs, I think it's essential that we start there and we rethink and we redefine what that's all about. Well, you know, let's start that right now. You know, what is it at your gut level that pulled you forward? And I, I have to say this because, you know, you and I, we, we probably have come from, you know, very similar corporate places. You know, I mm-hmm. worked 24 plus 25 years in the corporate world. And, you know, at some point you stand up and you say, this does not work. That's what I did as well. But, you know, for you in the world of sales, how long did it take you? to say, oh, no, I am just not able to do this in this way, and I don't want to. Right. I don't want to. I think that was a big part of it. You know, so many people who are in sales positions, whether they're selling for a corporation like we were or whether they're selling, even trying to raise money for a nonprofit, selling an idea, they go home at night and they feel as though, All day long, they've not been themselves. All day long, they've been acting like somebody else. And that's so debilitating. The amount of stress that people who are trying to sell carry inside their bodies and carry inside their souls is just destructive because the society we live in does not respect how important that job is. Instead, we make jokes, you know, we, we, they're like, sales jokes are like lawyer jokes are like, you know, ethnic jokes. I mean, it's the same jokes and they get recycled forever. And the essence of that is that a negative stereotype is just that. And it does harm to the very people that it's meant to talk about or laugh about. So, yeah, I had a moment early on, I think, where I realized, oh, okay, this, I know where this is leading. If I keep coming home at night feeling like this, this is leading to a lot more self-destructive behavior. Um, what a cheat. What if I just decided to do this my way and didn't tell anybody? Well, I wonder what would happen. <laughs> you know, what I found was that my customers very much appreciated the fact that they that I was being honest with them. I was being myself. Um, if I couldn't help them, I'd say, you know what, I can't help you with this. Um, <clears throat> this isn't something that we offer. Uh, I started feeling much better about what I was doing. Uh, I still had all of that pressure from sales managers and all that pressure from society that, you know, carried a big negative load. But at least I knew that I was treating people in a way that I could feel good about. Well, you know, this is really, this is one of these, what do they call them now in life? You know, we have so many terms for these. There are tipping points. They're impact moments, right? Aha moments. Yeah, Yeah, right. Aha moments. It's the moment where you stand up and you say something 
something that's so definitive and contrary to the life that you're leading. And sometimes we know what to do and what direction to go, and sometimes we don't. It sounds like you had that moment. I did. It was very much that kind of moment. It didn't change the fact that I still felt a little embarrassed that I was in selling, right? Um, because, I mean, it was a job certainly my parents didn't understand. Most people looked down on. So I still had that, and I had this strong desire to do work that I felt was more intrinsically important. Um, and then I talked with a colleague one day on a plane, and, and this was one of those synchronicity moments, I think. I expressed that frustration, and he said, but Sharon, you know, we are change agents. We're already doing work that's that's important by trying to change corporate America. And I thought, ah, there it is. There's the message. And that, at that point, I stopped looking for work outside, you know, in nonprofit and other kinds of areas, and focused my energies on doing my job and leading my team and teaching other people within corporate America how we could do this with integrity and with empathy for the people that we served. Exactly. Um, yeah, and redefining my role as being a change agent, a change leader, as Peter Drucker said, um, made all the difference for me. Absolutely. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into some super tips, selling with soul. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. We've got lots more for you. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Did you know most coffee, not all, have hidden dangers lurking in it? A recent investigation into grocery store coffee revealed three dangers. First, modern coffee farming produces dangerously high acidity and caffeine. Second, mold content in grocery store coffee contains dangerous toxins. Yuck! Third, government agencies have found grocery store coffee containing 400 times the carcinogens allowed in drinking water. You will be relieved to know that Camino Island Coffee Roasters takes the worry out of your sip of coffee. Imagine how your coffee tastes without mold, carcinogens, or poison. Get your free coffee report, The Five Hidden Dangers Lurking in Your Coffee Cup. Visit NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com to get your free copy now. That's NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com. And check out Camano Island Coffee Roasters. Tune in each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Wednesday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern Time, and express and experience the infinite possibilities waiting in each and every moment as you listen to From the Heart with Elizabeth Cookson. Get ready for a packed hour of laughter, tears, and a soul full of emotions as Elizabeth raises your vibration and shifts your spirit. For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit Elizabeth Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free. And it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. CreatingGreaterPossibilities.com 
Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Sharon Parker joining me here today. She's the author of Selling with Soul, Achieving Career Success Without Sacrificing Personal and Spiritual Growth. Well, who doesn't want to do that? Come on. We're living in a world now where we're seeing that the walls of organizational commitment and trust are just breaking down. People out in the world these days are asking themselves, you know, who can I trust? How can I, you know, still achieve and get the things that I want to to achieve and do and get in life and do it with my soul intact? Sharon, thank you so much for joining me here today. This is a big conversation because, you know, we're talking about selling, but we're also talking about, you know, a soul integrity, aren't we? Yes, yes, we are. And I think that uh, there's always been a belief in our culture that success is one thing. That's one component of your life. Um, your spiritual self, your your values, your integrity, that's another component of your life. You know, it, it, it's I think it's characterized by the uh, hard-driving businessman who works all week and you know, drinks too much and so on, but goes to church on Sunday. And what I'm saying is that the more that we bring our lives together, the more that we live by the same values at work that we live by in our homes, the more harmony we build in our lives, um, not only do we feel better, but we're more successful because people can see that wholeness. They can perceive that we're, in fact, living our values and, and bringing them into our jobs. You know, I have to ask you, I mean, this did not happen for you. Uh, I mean, we're kind of talking about it, just so everybody out there knows. We're kind of talking about this as if, oh, all right, Sharon woke up one day and she decided to do her own thing. Well, any of us know when you work for a company and you decide to do your own thing, you better get, you better fasten your seatbelt. Okay, what was this like for you within this world? What did you have to learn about yourself in order for you to take this model that you wanted to use in sales? What did you have to, you know, obstacles, what did you have to overcome here? Yeah, it was an ongoing challenge. Um, And, of course, my own career success while I was still in corporate America um, was impacted by it. Um, 
many people, many managers above me uh, either thought I was too emotional or I was too soft. I didn't have the killer instinct they were looking for. Um, and yet I continued to grow my success. You know, I, <laughs> I continued to accomplish things that they were surprised by. The constant pressure to uh, act a certain way and follow the the model that was considered the ideal salesperson within this corporation uh, really was wearing. It really was tough. And at some point, you just you have to decide, okay, my taking this stand, my doing things the way I believe they should be done and in a way that allows me to sleep at night, this may cost me the promotion I was looking at to happen within the next year. But eventually, I'm going to succeed on my own terms. I'm going to make a good living. Uh, I'm going to have a loyal customer base. And I'm going to know that the work that I do is work I can be proud of. Now, sometimes people have to leave corporate America. Sometimes the companies they work for put so much pressure on them to do, to do things that are unethical that they have little choice but to go find a different job um, where they'll have more freedom. But, you know, that's one of the nice things about accepting that selling is so vital is that if you look at where the jobs are, every single year right up at the top is finding good salespeople. Yes. Not, a, not a company in the, in the United States that doesn't always say they need more good salespeople. So we do have opportunities. The trick is not to be a chameleon. It's to be ourselves, and we will land in the place where we're valued for that. I love this conversation because, you know, this is for whether you're in a sales job listening to this or or whether you are in a, a workplace, which everybody is, we're selling right. all the time. You know, I, I mean, Sharon, look. I don't know about you, but I've had to sit around a boardroom, and I've had to sell ideas. Oh, yeah, and lots of times. Lots of times. I wanted to ask you, you know, in the book and in your journey, um, how were you able to do what you said you were going to do and still make a lot of money? Because, you see, this, is, this comes up a lot, especially in the New Age arena, where people say, well, I haven't figured out how to be soulful or spiritual and still earn a lot of money. And, boy, that is so, such a strange thing, isn't it? It is. It is. And, and I think part of that is because they've learned how to be soulful. They've learned how to be spiritual. But they haven't learned how to sell. Um, I talk to so many people who have great expertise. Maybe they're the best life coach ever, or they're a great naturopath, or they, you know, they're a jewelry designer and an artist, and they all love what they do, and they're immensely talented, but they don't know how to sell that or promote that, and they say things like, well, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to seem pushy, you know, so when I talk with people who have left corporate America and are trying to build a home business or a small business, you know, I, I, I tell them, you have to accept the fact that nobody benefits until something is sold. You can have the greatest product or service in the world, and your great product can just fill a warehouse. You know, you can have great manufacturing process, and that just fills the warehouse faster. You know, until something is sold, nobody benefits. And when you're selling ideas in corporate America, 
you know, you could be trying to get a budget request approved. You could be trying to get an additional head count. You could, all of those things involve selling. And the very basis of that is understanding why the other person should care. I love this. Now, one thing before we get into talking about some of these tips, you, you wrote your own mission statement. Yes. I yeah. love that idea. You wrote it for your sales <laughs> position. Right. Can I read it uh, to sure. the folks here? Okay. Sure. This, is, uh, this is something for all of you listening to the show. If you are uh, in a sales position especially, but if you are in another position, the question that gets asked is, do you have your own mission statement? So here, here's what Sharon wrote. She, she wrote, I put integrity first in all my client dealings. I seek to understand my client's goals before offering ideas. Only after I have understanding and empathy for my client's position do I offer my own views. I am committed to lifelong learning so that I can be the best service possible to everyone with whom I do business. I am responsible to my clients as well as to my family, friends, and society to do the best I can and to use my talents to make the world a better place one step at a time. That is so powerful. Uh, and it is a tall order, Sharon. It is. It really is. But, you know, unless you're clear on what it is you want to do in your life, you know, we only, we, this is our shot, right? This is our time. We have to be clear on how, what we want to do, how we want to be remembered, what is our, what is really our purpose. And I think if you don't get clear on that first, if you think, oh, let's see, I started my own business just because I wanted to make more money, or, well, I did this because it it looked like a good job. Um, No, you have to go all the way back to what is it that you want to define you? Because if you don't know yourself, it's very hard to know others in a meaningful way. Well, I love the the conversation. I, you know, being in human resources for a lot of years, and especially at the corporate level, um, in the program development arena, training was usually one of the first things that the budget cuts went after. Oh, I never really, so true. I never understood it. Now. Where did they start with training? They went after the soft skills. Let's talk about this. Are corporations coming back or at least getting a sense that these soft skills are important, Sharon? I think there is a a shift in that direction. For example, several of the corporations that I work with are now seriously uh, investing in coaching skills helping their people, their team leaders learn how to listen effectively, how to coach people toward uh, their goals, toward achieving their own best success. And that's something that never would have happened 15 years ago, not in any corporation I worked in. Um, So I find that very exciting. And it's a lot of why the book uh, has as much time spent on soft skills as it does on the actual steps involved in selling. You know, the steps are really important because if you if you don't take the steps correctly, if you take them out of order, you try to jump ahead, it feels pushy, and people pick up on that, and the shields go up. But just as the steps are important, all the soft skills that support them from listening well 
to recognizing your own cultural biases and filters, uh, to knowing how to handle conflict, uh, how to avoid uh, compromising situations. All of those things are essential parts of the human connection. I love this conversation. You know, we are going to take a break. Um, when we come back, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to, Sharon is going to share five tips for the reluctant salesperson, how to connect with people who need what you have to offer. Uh, and in this conversation, uh, we will talk about one of the things that is so interesting sometimes. Are you ready to ask for money? Yeah, you know, Sharon, don't you think, I mean, the great obstacle in selling, how to really ask for money. Yeah. And, you know, I have found with having more salespeople come through here that are fabulous at everything else, when it comes to actually telling people what a price is or asking for money, they just absolutely cower. We're going to take a short break here. We're going to talk about these tips. We're going to talk about what you need to do to not only be successful in the sales job you have, but also to honor honor your client. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll make sure that you have information about how to get a copy of Sharon's book and also um, her website. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We will be right back. Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI-certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit annwithanetaylor.com. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library, where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium animal communicator elizabeth anglin the root cause of disease is not what you think doctors are treating the symptoms not the root cause because they haven't been trained to do so dr alex lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses this technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. Imagine a chocolate so decadent that you'd never believe it could be good for you. Align your inner bliss with Mother Nature's magic. The power of cold-pressed cocoa by Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Shasai is everything you ever dreamed healthy should taste like. We combine unprocessed cocoa with acai and blueberry for an unbeatable high-oxidant powerhouse. Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Visit us at lifesaverchocolate.com or call 888-287-2011. 
Tune in to Dialogue Radio with Dr. Jeff on TransformationTalkRadio.com as the stories of the universe are revealed in this engaging and creative hit show. Mondays at 1 Pacific Time, 4 Eastern, Dr. Jeff fills the airwaves with Dialogue Radio, an epic conversation on self, society, and sustainability. Provocative, educational, transformative, and mythic, Dialogue Radio is the place where story seeds the imagination, heals the heart, and inspires personal, social, and planetary evolution. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's so great to be here with you today. I want to make sure that you know that if you've missed any part of this or if you want to listen to any of the archives, we have thousands of them, you can go to the drpatshow.com or you can go to transformationtalkradio.com. Sharon Parker joining me here today. She is the author of Selling with Soul, Achieving Career Success Without Sacrificing Personal and Spiritual Growth. We are getting ready to just... Just fire away at some tips right now. Uh, so let's do it, Sharon. But before we do, how can people find out more about you? Oh, uh, thanks, Pat. There, they can go to my website. It's it's Sparker Coaching. Uh, you know, S like Sharon Parker, Sparker Coaching. Uh, dot com. And they can uh, sign up for the newsletter there. They can check the blog out. Uh, uh, There's a chapter of the book that they can uh, preview and download. Um, There's also a link to Amazon.com for purchasing the book. Uh, BarnesandNoble.com, BN.com is featuring it in its rising star um, list over the next week. So, um, that'll give them the links they need to access some of this information. Awesome. Awesome. We're ready to share some tips with you all out there. You know, how can you, uh, how can you be this amazing salesperson with soul? How can you be that per- amazing person and do your job and enjoy it and love it and connect and be of service? Uh, okay, Sharon, where would you like to start? Well, I I want to start with self-knowledge because I think self-knowledge is essential to self-improvement. So, and that's why every chapter of the book ends with questions for reflection, uh, questions designed to help you understand yourself, your your strengths, and also your weaknesses, you know, the areas that you might want to work on. So I say the first step is to write your own mission statement. Get very clear on why you want to do this job, why you want to either sell for someone else or sell for your own business in the first place. And when people say, well, I just want the extra money, they're not getting at the heart of it. You know, even if it's a home-based business, you are perhaps what that money represents to you is freedom, you know, freedom to take your family on a great vacation or the the dream of being self-employed. You've got to get to the emotion underneath it. So I always say that the first step is your own mission statement, and it should start with a commitment to representing only quality, only quality products or services, um, a commitment to taking the best possible care of your customers, and finally, a commitment to doing your work always with integrity as the lead. Wow. You know... This is really kind of uh, an inward, well, this is an inward journey first is what I hear you saying, Sharon. Very much so. 
very much so. Because if you don't really look at yourself and your motivations and what you want to accomplish, that becomes a barrier to how well you can understand others. Mm-hmm. You know, rationalization may be our most highly evolved skill as human beings, and you know, we none of us none of us ever want to look like we've made a mistake or like we don't know something. We rationalize away all kinds of things, but we're human beings. We're flawed. You know, we have weaknesses too, and we make mistakes. So this inner journey. It's all about forgiving yourself, forgiving others, and getting a much more clear sense of what you want so that you can get a clearer sense of what your customers want. I love it. Uh, You know, do you think people uh, do that easily? Do you think we do a good job at getting to know ourselves? No, I think it's tough. I think it's tough. That's why I put all those questions in the book because you have to feel it. Peel it back a little at a time. You know, sometimes uh, along the way you go, oh, that's what motivated me to do that. Hmm. Well, I'm not so proud of that. Let's see. Is there another way to approach this? You know, so I, I, that self-knowledge is uh, an ongoing process. And it's not always a, a pleasant one, but it is essential to being our best selves. All right. Well, I'll tell you, the book is uh, it, the book is really a guide for those of you out there that want more information on how to do this. Um, but you also really get to explore who you are and why things feel good to you and why things don't, especially in the arena that you're working in. You know, so often we hear people say, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job, but never really figure why that is and then get into another job, Sharon, where they hate that job too. Exactly, right. (laughs) But if they took the time to figure out what is it about that job they hate, how does it go against their values, how does it make them feel, you know, some shame, um, that might lead them on to the next step, which is to find a way that they can work proudly, you know, with integrity. And I think just as important is understanding who your ideal customer is. Because if you understand what your customer is trying to achieve, you know, let's say, let's say for example, you sell jewelry. You're trying to build a home-based job uh, or business where you design and sell jewelry. Well, people don't buy jewelry because they want to fill a drawer, right? They buy jewelry because, well, this piece makes me feel confident or this piece makes me feel like I have some prestige. They're, they're emotionally getting themselves ready for a job, interview, a date, whatever it might be, a big presentation. But what they're looking for is a feeling that they expect to have when they wear that piece. And that's the thing that we forget so often. You know, Ted Levitt, the the Harvard marketing guru, said, Nobody wants to buy a three-quarter inch drill. They want a three-quarter inch hole. And unless we go to that second layer of why, what is the emotion underlying this, we can't serve them properly. Well, you know, this is really it. And so often you get phone calls or uh, I don't know how many times I've gotten calls and the first thing um, that they want to talk about is – what they're selling. And that's the old model, isn't it? It is. That's the old model. If you don't understand who you're talking to and why they should care, 
what in the world makes you think you can sell them something? You know, you said earlier, can you sell the people who don't want to buy? Well, I think, yeah, but first you have to get past that barrier. You have to get past that shield. And the shield may not have anything to do with you. The shield may go off the instant somebody perceives that they're selling about to happen. Exactly. So, And the only way to get past that shield and to understand if you really can help is to ask questions. You know, so many people think they have to talk, 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 sell, 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 push, push, push. Actually, as human beings, we're wired to resist statements. You know, statements invite contradiction. If I say, hey, Dr. Pat, it's a beautiful, sunny day outside, you know, you're not going to take that on faith. You're going to look out a window. That's just the way we're wired. But if I ask you a question, you know, Dr. Pat, do you think it's going to be sunny today? I'm inviting you into a conversation. Absolutely. To share your opinions. And that's how we connect as people. We connect with questions and we connect with stories. Now, often when I'm first talking with somebody about my services, I'll say, you know, I've worked with I've worked with hundreds of salespeople to help them overcome lack of confidence and feelings of of lack of respect around the work that they do. Is that ever a concern for you? So instead of making a pitch, I'm asking them, please, to share with me what their concerns are. And when we make that alignment, when we make that human connection, that's that's when magic can happen. Yeah, I do the same thing because I, you know, in the business that I'm in, I had to learn this myself. And right. I use myself as my own story uh, to explain, you know, what it is that being a talk radio host or being an independent talk radio host is all about. And, mm-hmm. you know, what did I learn? How many potholes did I step in? And why today when we speak to people about hosting a show on our network, why we do all the things we do so they don't have to step in their own pothole. And people love to know your story. Yes, they do. Well, think about it. I mean, that's how human beings have communicated since the the beginning of time. We tell stories. We paint them on a wall. We sit around a campfire and we share stories. And the stories have lessons in them as well as places where we show some vulnerability, places where we show how we've overcome challenges and difficulties. It's the most fundamental level for us to connect as human beings. Well, you know, this is really uh, for many people getting back to being very natural, being very curious. Um, And that's what we're saying. That's what we're talking about. But it's also a skill and it's a skill that you teach people, Sharon. Yes, it is. It is how to ask questions where you would normally be tempted to make a statement or make a pitch. Yeah, the, the sooner that, that people can throw those old habits aside of always be closing or perfect your pitch or all those things that you hear in business, the sooner they can throw those aside and focus on asking more about the person in front of them and forming that human connection, the sooner they can actually help each other, help each other succeed. Well, this is great. We have some more tips to share. Uh, why don't we do one more before break, and then we're going we're gonna to have the big one uh, that we talk about uh, when we come back from break. What else can we share with our listeners? Okay. Well, the, the, the tip that I would put out there uh, as the other major 
stumbling block for most of us is the networking, the reaching out, the making the connections that you need to actually find the people who can benefit from what you offer. And so many people say, oh, I can't impose on my friends. Oh, I I don't, you know, I'm embarrassed. Uh, I can't go hand out 20 business cards at a meeting. Well, you're right. You know, it does feel awkward. It does feel uncomfortable because the way you're thinking about it is that it's all about you. But if you approach those same situations from learning more about the people you're interacting with and why they might actually care about what you offer, you set the stage for further contact. Similarly, if you feel uncomfortable um, initially uh, promoting your business or yourself, donate some time. Get out there and give some time. You know, if you if you know a lot about software, donate some time at a youth center. If you know a lot about accessorizing, donate some time to dress for success. The more that you give, the more that you put out there in a quid pro quo spirit, the more eager people are to give back. I love that. And as a matter of fact, I actually love that approach. You know, I work with people that are in transition, career transition, and I use a very controversial style where they come and they expect to get the resume done and the first assignment they get is they have to volunteer their services. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, they do. And I give them a I, when I cuz when I lost my job and I was in transition, I went and to, I moved to Seattle, but here's the thing. I was lost and I had a career placement company and we went through the forms and we went through the questionnaire and I felt awful. But then I moved to Seattle, and what I decided to do is cook meals for the Chicken Soup Brigade. There you go. You know, there's something about getting your confidence back, and selling is perfect. Uh, I think it is. You know, uh, for those of you out there, I I did a whole show on how working for my best friend going door to door selling vinyl siding saved my life but that is another show <laughs> let's take a break when we come back we have got the big one for you i hope you're ready sharon parker joining me here today stay tuned we'll be right back ladies are you living an inspired life Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary, and live an inspired life. TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a time. What would it take for you to feel free and know that you have all the time you need to fulfill your destiny and live the life of your dreams? Wouldn't it be wonderful to be in this state of being every single day? Learn how to develop this profound knowing and this skill by cultivating gratitude in your daily life. 
each moment you have a choice take the time now in this present moment to open yourself to more valuable time for you use our gratitude journal graced with our bungee bookmark infused with the essence of gratitude and write down what you are grateful for this daily practice will transform your life and shift your reality offer yourself this amazing gift of gratitude and transform your own life in health creativity wealth and enriched relationships Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. Tune in each week on Wednesdays at 12 Pacific and 3 Eastern on transformationtalkradio.com. And Dr. Peggy will lead you through the maze of info on topics from allergies and antioxidants to zinc and xylitol and all points in between. Providing you with simple solutions to help you achieve optimal health for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit simplehealthnetwork.com to take your health back and get your copy of Dr. Peggy's amazing cookbook, OMG, That's Allergy. Free? Do you dream of being on the amazing race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to CitySolveUrbanRace.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is a great book, Selling with Soul. And that this is not, if you're thinking, oh, I'm not a salesperson, guess what? We all are salespeople. Every single one of us. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you really are a salesperson in a call center or you're somebody that's working in the uh, software industry. You are selling all the time. But this book is more than that. This book is a way for you to understand who you are and how you exist and show up in the world. Uh, Selling happens to be the title of the book. Here's the thing. You can achieve immeasurable results and still hold on to who you are. Sharon, we saved kind of the juiciness here, the money conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's how it's how our society measures success, isn't it? It's all about the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. And, you know, I've seen some great people. Uh, that open up the door, that have the great conversations. And when it comes to say, you know, to talking about money, they don't even know where to begin. That's right. Yeah. It's, I've seen so many people jump through hoops, you know, bend over backwards, do everything they can to try to convince a customer that they're the ones that that customer should work with. <laughs> and they think that if they do all of that, they'll have built up some sort of bank account of loyalty. And that as a result, that customer will, of course, buy from them, of course. But, you know, the reverse is true. The, the more that we demean ourselves like that, the more that we treat ourselves as though we have no value, the less respect we get from other people. You know, the power buys from power. Peers buy from peers. So when we approach people from a firm knowledge of our own value, 
of, of what we bring and the solid confidence that we deliver it better than anybody. We provide the best service right along with it. They perceive that confidence. They see that we value ourselves. And that's the first step to being able to ask for compensation for what you do. I think that uh, I mentioned earlier in the last segment, quid pro quo, ask for something and get something, right? If you are very clear about what you're putting out there, whether it's volunteer time, uh, whether you're, you know, helping somebody, if you're very clear about that, it becomes much easier than to ask afterwards. So is there somebody else you know who would benefit from this? Would you right. be willing to refer me to somebody who could who could benefit? And it's an exchange. Um, and knowing your value really allows you to ask for validation. And validation often comes in the form of a check. Well, you know, this is one, uh, uh, you know, you, some people say this is where the rubber meets the road. And this is clearly where the old model doesn't really work. You, you know, I, how, how, what can we say to the folks out there, uh, you know, in these last couple of minutes about how to approach a money question? Because I know that you've seen it. I've seen it. You can spend a half hour on the phone and get to know somebody and right. be very awkward about talking about money. People, right. you know, people lead with, well, what's your budget? Well, I don't have a budget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you lead with questions like, what's your budget? Do you ever buy this? How much of it yeah. do you buy a year? That, you yeah. know, all of those questions are about the salesperson. The correct question is really, so if you if you had this, if you had this ability, if you had this capability, if you had this product, what's the value for you? You know, what would that actually bring you? Sometimes it's, as I said, it's confidence. Sometimes it's the ability to do their work more effectively. Sometimes it's time efficiency. I mean, but if you don't understand what the value is for them, then you are forced back to asking questions like, what's your budget? Well, none of us are going to say we have a budget. That's right. (laughs) You know? So, I mean, you you really have to flip that around and understand why does this person even talk to you? Why did they think you might be able to help them? Because nobody talks with a salesperson because they're lonely. I mean, we all are crazy busy in our lives, Right. Right. If, they're t- if they're talking to you, there's a reason. People don't like to change. So there's something they think that will benefit them in this exchange. That's why they're investing the time. And the sooner that we can identify that, the easier it becomes to say, and, you know, if I provide those services for you or if you, you know, if you use this product to get there, as you've said you could, here's how much that would cost. Now, it's natural that people are going to try to get that price to be lower. I mean, that's just also human nature. They're going to say, whoa, you know, that's too much. Uh, what kind of a discount can you give me? Here's the crazy thing. I see salespeople all the time offer discounts before anybody even asks for one. I mean, they'll say something like, well, here's my price. You know, my price is uh, $250 an hour for a coaching session, but don't worry, I never actually charge that. What? <laughs> what? So, I mean, if you know the value you bring, and the customer has just said to you, for example, gee, if I could save all of the time that I'm currently wasting 
uh, filing receipts uh, and instead scan them. If I could, you know, do whatever it is you're offering um, and you get them to discuss with you how much time could you save? What is that worth to you? What would you be able to do with that time as a result? Then when you say what your price is, you have no reason to back down or to change that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I will sometimes, I've I've got a corporate client, for example, who said to me, ooh, you know, that's a big ticket. That's a lot of money to train a salesperson. And, you know, in that situation, I said, well, what is your expectation in training this person? What are you hoping will come out of that? And we got right into increased revenue. And then it becomes very clear that this investment makes sense. And when, when another client asked me, well, can't you lower that price? You know, I said, no, I'm not willing to lower that price, uh, but here's what I am willing to do for you. I have as much desire to see your team succeed as you do. That's what I do. So I will provide a follow-up session with your people six weeks after the initial training to reinforce it and to make it happen, and I'll do that just for expenses. So, you know, that was a quid pro quo. He was giving it. me he was giving me a contract to train his people and I was giving him back something that would help it stick. Well, Sharon, this has been a great, great show. Uh, I love this. I hope you will come back because this I is I, we're just scratching the surface. Sharon Parker, everyone, to find out more about Sharon, please go check our website. Uh, go to uh, sparkercoaching.com which is actually sparkercoaching.com. Check it out. Get a copy of her book, Selling with Soul. Sharon, thank you so much. It's been fabulous. Thanks, Pat. This has been great fun. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, we've got lots more radio going on today. Go over to transformationtalkradio.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Transformation Talk Radio.com. Transform your life.